there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my homeschool, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it is to live more simply. Well, here we are, another week at the podcast, and another week where things just keep getting crazier out there in the world, huh? So today I'm going to just kind of touch on a whole bunch of different things on the podcast, um, kind of give you some updates on things, and really just, I know we're approaching Thanksgiving, and life keeps getting crazier in the world every single day and you know it feels like there's just so many unknowns and it feels like there's we just we don't know what tomorrow brings so I wanted to share with you a little lesson that I learned this week um, about going one step at a time and I will share that with you and we'll just kind of uh, look to the Lord together in this crazy crazy time Before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is a Christian publishing company. Their homeschool curriculum has been a favorite of ours for 15 years now. Um, They also have a lot of great free resources. If you're just thinking about homeschooling or you're just getting started, head over to Apologia.com. Download one of their free resources, their homeschool helps. You can also find some free resources for your kids right now. They have a Understanding the Immune System free download um, a whole health ebook covering health and nutrition for high school solar system activities for kids they also have um, some physics and chemistry activities animal related activities seasonal and holiday activities so go check out all of their free resources and of course their amazing homeschool curriculum at apologia.com so here we are (laughs) Uh, sometimes I sit down to do this podcast and I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to talk about? Because I, this afternoon particularly, was feeling so drained, so emotionally drained, and I'm sure that you can relate out there, right? This is an emotionally draining time for our world. There's just so many different things going on. And, you know, as I sit down sometimes for the podcast, I'm just like, Lord, where do I even start? Like, you know, when I first started doing this podcast, it was it was what I say at the top of the show, you know, life on our hobby farm and how I keep it simple in my homeschool. And sometimes I sit down and I'm like, you know, I'll talk about one of those fun little things like I used to, where it would be like, you know, how I, uh, you know, my daily cleaning routines or my simple routines. And while I, you know, I enjoy talking about those things and keeping it simple, sometimes I feel like that stuff is not that important right now. Like I always just want to point you guys to Jesus. I'm actually thinking of changing the podcast intro where I talk about, you know, where I say um, all things in my homeschool and my hobby farm. Because I feel like over the years, the podcast has evolved more to just, you know, I literally just want to talk about Jesus. I want to use this space always to talk about Jesus. You know, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a story before I even start today's episode. I told this story uh, this week on my devotional. If you don't uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and you want to get my daily devotionals, go to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'll put the link in the show notes or you can just find it, search my name in YouTube. 
Um, I do devotional videos on there, short little devotionals. I also do upload them to the podcast midweek now. I've been sort of randomly picking ones that I've done since March. I have all these devotionals that I've done, video devotionals. So they are uploaded as well to the podcast midweek. Um, and I also do post them in my Simply Living for Him online women's community, which you can join for free at any time at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. Um, but this week I talked about it in my devotional. I also talked about it actually in my Bible study that I'm teaching in the community. Um, And so I had this dream this week, and it really put things into perspective for me. And it was so bizarre because when I had the dream at first, I woke up and I was like, what on earth? You know when you have a weird dream and you're just like, oh, that was a weird dream, and you kind of like whatever. Or you have a dream, but then you wake up and you forget about it. Well, this is like the kind of dream that stuck with me. It still has stuck with me. And when I woke up, it didn't, it, it was so profound at first. Like when I woke up, I was like, what on earth? Like I just laid there, like, what was that about? And as the day went on, the Lord really revealed to me what it was about. Um, but the, the essence of the dream, and I promise you, it's, it's kind of strange. So bear with me that I promise you that I am, I'm a normal person, but you know, we all have those weird dreams, right? And so in this dream, I'm driving in my car and it was just like, I was like alone in like an alleyway. Like, so I'm driving my car, but it wasn't like on a street with other cars. And all of a sudden I noticed that there's this like soldier type person and he's throwing a grenade at my car. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, I've got to get out of here. You know, I've got to go faster. I've got to drive and get away. And as I'm trying to get away, this grenade lands very close to my car. And the next thing I know, the car, like I'm trying to like turn to get away, but he's getting closer and he throws another one and it lands even closer to my car. And at this point, I see that he's like all of a sudden almost up to my car. And I'm like, all right. In that moment in the dream, I was like, all right, this is it. Like, this is how I'm going. Death by grenade. <laughs> I know it's a very strange dream, but I really, in that moment, I have to explain this to you in the dream. In that moment, I had this complete awareness that it was over, like I was about to die. And in that moment, all of the worries of the world, all of the things I've always focused on, all of the, you know, all of the worries, frankly, the fears, and especially nowadays, there's so many things going on in the world, like all of that was gone in that moment, because I knew without a doubt that I was going to see Jesus. And all of a sudden, the guy now is, somehow my car was stopped and the guy was reaching into my car and he's about to throw a grenade, like literally on me, like on top of me. So I'm like, this is it. I'm going. And I can't explain to you the feeling of, wow, nothing else matters right now. This is the moment I'm going to see Jesus in just about one second. And all of my worries and all of my fears are over. But I did have a concern in that moment. And I grabbed this guy, like I grabbed him by the hair. I just remember, I don't know why that's what that means. But I like grabbed him and I was like, there's freedom in Jesus. There's freedom in Jesus. And I just started screaming it. 
And that's when I woke up. And what I realized is what this dream meant. And as I thought about it, and as I kind of really uh, worked through it with the Lord, nothing mattered in that moment because for me, I was going to see Jesus. It was all over here. All the worries and cares of this world were done. I was ready. I was truly ready. I wasn't fighting back and afraid and scared. I was like, this is it. Like, I, I guess I felt like there was no way out. But my concern in the moment was for this man. That he knew Jesus. There is freedom in Jesus. There is freedom in Jesus, I kept saying. My concern at the moment of death was for this man that he would know the freedom in Jesus. Because I didn't need to worry about where I was going, but this man obviously needed Jesus. And I've thought about this dream all week, and I've thought how that was my grenade moment. (laughs) That when faced with the end of my life, realizing that none of the stuff here matters but what matters is telling others about Jesus and when I realized that 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 was my like as I said that was my grenade moment that I didn't have fear as I stood right on the other side of death I had no fear in fact I was kind of excited I was going to see Jesus like It was just, I can't explain it. And so I've been thinking about that a lot this week. And I've been thinking like, I want to remain in that feeling while I'm alive, right? Like I don't need to be like literally on the other side of death in a moment. But I should have that fervor. I should have that um, awareness that... All of the things I worry about and all of the fears and the things that are going on right now are going to end someday. But for others who don't know Jesus, that's the greatest tragedy of all. And all of the things I worry about and all the cares and concerns I have here are really not going to matter in the end because the Lord has determined every single day of my life already and of my family's life already. And no matter what the circumstances that are happening around us are, I need to make disciples. I need to tell everybody I can about Jesus. And I've been just like praying about this lately. Like, Lord, what are practical things? Like, sure, I could just like do a live video on my Facebook, on my personal page, or on my, you know, public pages and and, and just tell everybody, right? Like, it's so easy. I could do that. I could reach a whole bunch of people. I could do it on Instagram. And then it's like, well, is that how you want me to use it, Lord? You know, I want to be effective. I don't want people to just be like, uh, she's weird. But then again, who really cares what anyone thinks? People's eternities are at stake. People's eternities. We see right now in our world a complete good versus evil going on in so many different 
areas, but on a whole, it's literally good versus evil, God versus Satan. There's battles every day going on. And it's very easy to get caught up in those battles and to choose your side and to fight for your side. But are we fighting for our side or are we really fighting for others, right? Are we fighting for our comfort and what we want? And yes, we want the good and the godly, but do we want it for pure sake of wanting it? Or are we truly fighting against evil and wanting to bring others into the kingdom? See, I think when there's this battle of good against evil, we want to win because we want to win. But what about, what does that say for the other side? Don't we, don't we have compassion for the other side? That we, they're going to spend eternity apart from Jesus. And that's kind of what happened in this grenade moment in my, my dream. I was hit with the reality that like, I know where I'm going, but I'm going right now. But this man is not. I better use my last breath to tell him. That was my, la- my major concern in my last breath. But is that my major concern on a daily basis? I will admit it to you. No. I want it to be, and sometimes it is. But my daily concerns get so wrapped up in me that I often forget. Like if I were to die right now, I know where I'm going. But so many in the world don't. And so, you know, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Life here has been so crazy. I'll be honest with you. We are in just the throes of many different things, you know, just like all of you out there, the, you know, political realm and all that is crazy. Um, And then, of course, the pandemic has just ramped up. My daughter's away at college, and um, I think she's been in contact with, I, I think I'm losing count. I think it's five or is it six now, people that are either symptomatic or having tests done. And it has been extremely stressful to have my little baby girl away from me going through such stress and trying to figure out what to do and being at school. And she's supposed to be coming home. And, you know, what? how do we handle it when we she gets home? And you know, a lot of these things, I mean, these things are concerning. These things are things that we need to deal with, right? I'm not saying we just don't care. We just don't deal with them. We do. But this brings me to my next point about getting, just taking one step at a time, because literally I can like go through all these scenarios in my head. Okay, well, if this person's test result comes back negative, and if this one comes back positive, and if this one, like there's too many scenarios to figure out right now. We can only work with what we know in the moment and go from there. Um, and we can only go one step at a time in all things. Of course, like I said, in that circumstance, but really in all things, because it says right there in Matthew 6, uh, 27, um, don't worry about tomorrow because, you know, God will take care of it. Uh, sufficient for t- uh, today's trouble is enough for today. You know, tomorrow's cares will be there tomorrow. So do not worry about tomorrow. Very hard to tell a human being not to worry about tomorrow though, right? But it's what we're told to do. Jesus's words. And so it doesn't mean, I talked about this when I taught a Bible study on overcoming worry in the 
online community, which is still available, by the way, and it's free. So if you want to join, let me know or go to simplylivingforhim.com slash community. Um, now, I talked about this there. It's not that we don't concern ourselves or care, but we don't worry because that's a whole different ball game. Worrying consumes us and worrying gives us a false sense of control. We think like if we worry about these things, maybe we'll change the outcome. But God says, I already know the outcome. Just trust me one step at a time. You know, think about the manna from heaven. You get just enough for today. Uh, Think about the Lord's prayer. You get just, you know, enough for today. Give us this day our daily bread. In a, in a culture that we live in, we don't want enough just for today. We don't want enough of anything just for today. We don't want enough of groceries just for today. We don't want enough of provisions just for today. We want it all, and we want it for tomorrow and the next day and into the future, and we want to know that everything will be okay. We don't live in a culture that is content with our daily bread. We don't, and so it becomes very difficult for us to live the way that Jesus told us to to live with just enough for today, to not worry about tomorrow. So I was teaching in my um, community this week. We're we're doing a Psalm 119 Bible study, and I wanted to share something with you that I learned this week, and I shared with the ladies, and it was so amazing. And I actually shared it with my family, too, for our Bible time one night because I just thought it was such a great picture. So we're doing Psalm 119, and verse uh, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And we've heard that verse over the years, like most people, that's a pretty familiar verse. And, you know, you often hear about this, like the word is a lamp or a light that guides us, right? But the lamps back in Bible times, this was fascinating. When I was researching for the study, I've I've really been um, kind of interested in this whole idea of light because it comes up many times and just this whole idea of light in the Bible. So I was looking up one day, like, you know, I was thinking of lamps, you know, how it uses this word for lamp. And I was thinking, wow, you know, you, you see the the lamp stands in various places in the Old and New Testament and Revelation. You see, you know, um, the parables, you know, to have your lamps ready. You see the the verses about light and Jesus is the light of the world, right? I mean, you see this so many times. I even think of it as like Noah's rainbow. I mean, that is light, right? And so I was just kind of fascinated with the whole idea of light and lamps. And I started to look it up and it was pretty interesting when I found out that in Bible times, when this Psalm would have been written, the lamps of that time, I mean, when I say lamp, don't you all picture like a lantern, you know, like a maybe 18th century person's lantern or you know like little house on the prairie their little kerosene lamp that lit their um house at night i mean i always think of a lamp as something that's kind of pretty bright and um this this article that i came across it was like a biblical archaeology um article maybe i can link it in the show notes and if i forget please reach out to me and i'll send it to you um The lamps of that time were just, I mean, because you have to think back, we're talking about Bible times, you know, thousands of years ago, the lamps were literally, I mean, when I showed my kids the picture, they were like, get out of here. Like no one believed that was a lamp. So there's no glass or anything like that. So take that out of your mind right now. But it's just this clay um, bowl, almost like a bowl shape that would fit in the palm of your hand. So it wasn't large. It was very small. It had little curved ends 
or just one end would have been curved enough that was kind of like a spout. Now this is the earliest, most primitive lamps. Later on, they were a little bit different looking, um, but this is this is what the, would have been in, during this psalmist time. And so you would put oil in your lamp and you would have a wick and the wick would maybe hang out on the end where that spout was. And it only fit in the palm of your hand. And it literally just made enough light to see a few steps in front of you, like maybe just one step in front of you. Very small. You would have had to walk very slowly. You've got this oil in the lamp. It's not enclosed. It's an open bowl and it fits in the palm of your hand. So first of all, back then, people weren't up at night like we are. Once the sun went down, that was it. It was dark. There were not street lights. There were not tons of lights in your house. It was dark. It would be dangerous to go outside. And it would uh, be dangerous, really, quite frankly, to walk around the house because you could fall down. I mean, it was not like a brightly lit home. Like for us at night, it's just the same as the day, right? You can still do everything you can in the day. But this is a totally different time. And so... When you lit your lamp at night, and if you had to walk anywhere with it, you would go very slowly, and you would have just enough light to see one step in front of you. So when it's talking about the word being a lamp and a light for your path, yes, the the word guides us. Jesus is the light of this world. He guides us. His word guides us in our life and illuminates the dark places. Believe me, I love the whole study of light. I just love it in the Bible. But there's this whole aspect here of this lamp only illuminating one step at a time. And that is what I mean when I say I can only deal with one step at a time. I used to habitually deal with life in terms of the future, constantly thinking, well, what if this happens and what if that happens and the scenarios, you know, that would go through my head and constantly trying to make lists for the future and plan for the future. And I'm not saying that we don't plan and we don't think about the future, but there's a humongous difference in trusting the Lord in each moment. Yes, we make plans, but we hold on to them loosely. We make plans wisely, but we don't get caught up in them. We don't put our security in them. We don't depend on them. There's this whole way of living with this lamp as a light to our path that guides us, that says, I only know what I know in this moment, and I can only see right now the where I am. I, I, this lamp just lights enough that I can see where I am and enough to take one step forward. Just enough to take one step forward. And you do so gently. And you do so carefully. But you also do so confidently because you have this light that is leading you. You're not in the blind darkness so you're confident in God's word, knowing that it's he's not going to lead you anywhere that you don't belong. And so in these days where things are crazy, I think of that, that image. You know, I've always thought of, you know, uh, verse 105 where it says, my word is a lamp and, you know, a light to my path as, you know, God's word lights our way. But it takes on a whole new meaning when I think about it as it lights our way so that we trust in him because it only lights our way just enough 
And so God gives us, as we've always heard, right, just enough grace for this moment, just enough bread for this day. And we trust him for tomorrow. And just like in my dream, because, you know, one of the biggest fears we all fear is death. What if we die, right? What if something terrible happens? But I'm telling you, in my dream, I was faced with death and I wasn't worried anymore about a thing. It was like, okay, this is the moment I've worried about my whole life and I'm here now. And I had confidence in where I was going. It was like God gave me that light to see just enough one step into eternity to know, yes, it's true. I know where I'm going, but let me tell this man about Jesus. Wow. So I wanted to talk about that today just to kind of encourage you guys. Like I said, I kind of was having a Uh, kind of a down day today just you know lots going on and I had to remind myself and and just say one step at a time one step at a time the biggest fears we have have nothing over us because they have no power over us we know even if the worst thing were to happen to us that we have Jesus and when we get to that moment where we're one step away from eternity His light will illuminate everything. And all of a sudden, everything will make sense. Everything will come to light. Everything will be bright. There will be no darkness. As it says, someday we won't even need the sun. There will be no darkness. We will have Jesus lighting eternally forever. We won't need that tiny little lamp just one step at a time. We will have the greatest light shining eternally. In great glory with him forever. Isn't that exciting? So as you go through each day, remember this world is not our home. Who can you tell about Jesus today? How can you tell them about Jesus today? And don't get caught up in what will they think? Will they think I'm weird? That's, that's between them and the Lord. You just do what you can to do as Jesus says. Go and make disciples. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is going to come soon enough. Take that one step at a time. And who can you bring with you to that beautiful, beautiful eternity someday? Who can you tell about Jesus today? So I hope this encouraged you a little bit. I know that we're heading into a busy week for Thanksgiving and people don't know what's going to happen. Plans, you know, are up in the air and what are we going to do and are we going to gather and are we not going to gather and we don't want to get people sick, but we don't want to be fearful and all that stuff, right? One step at a time. God will show you the way. God will show you what to do this week. God will show you. Just trust him. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to play every different scenario in your head. Because Satan is the author of confusion, and life is confusing right now. There's so many voices saying, do this, don't do this, do that, don't do that. His word is a light unto your feet. He will guide you. Trust him one step at a time. So if this encouraged you, I would love for you to share this podcast with others, especially this week as so many are feeling this kind of 
confusion and, uh, you know, just worries of the world and all those things, I would love for you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media, give it a like or rate it or review it or whatever you do out there on wherever you're listening to the podcast on iTunes um, or any of the podcast apps out there. Share it with your friends and let them know that God is in control one step at a time. He lights our way. I also wanted to remind you that um, we will be having a bunch of Black Friday sales for Simply Living for him uh, for my books on Amazon will be discounted. My e-courses will be discounted at their lowest price ever, ever, ever. So that is coming. So look for that all um, Thanksgiving week and thereafter. And um, also wanted to let you know, if you're interested in joining the Simply Living for Him online women's community, we have lots of stuff going on every month. It's free, all for you to get in God's word. But our special things for December, we will be doing a new scripture writing and memorization challenge. I don't have those announced just yet, but they will be keeping in line with some Christmas scriptures. But really exciting, we're doing a mini study on the names of Jesus. Every single day, you're going to get a download that has every single day a different name for Jesus and a biblical reference for you to kind of meditate on and just really understand a little bit more about the character of Jesus. In the new year, I'm teaching a brand new Bible study. I simply can't wait for this one. It's called Sit at His Feet. It's a study on Mary and Martha. We're going to enter into the new year choosing the better. Mary sat at Jesus' feet and it was said that she chose the better. So we're going to learn what that means and we're going to enter into the new year at a po- in a posture at Jesus' feet. You can join at Simply Living for him.com slash community and I would love to see you there I hope you have a very blessed Thanksgiving the next podcast episode will not be out until after Thanksgiving so I hope you have a blessed day whatever comes your way whatever the craziness is next week in uh, our world we have Jesus and he is enough so until the next time I wish you blessings and joy